Are you ready to receive the word of the Lord? Amen. First Kings 19. First Kings 19. Let's take that again. If you are there, say amen. Amen. Yeah, we're in the story of Elijah. Elijah flees to Horeb. First Kings 19 from verse 1 to 17. Now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like that of one of them. Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there, while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom bush, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. All at once, an angel touched him and said, Get up and eat. He looked around, and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate again and drank, and then lay down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank. Strengthened by that food, he traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. There he went into a cave and spent the night. And the word of the Lord came to him. What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with a sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I've been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with a sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said to him, Go back the way you came, and go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Hazael, king of Aram. Also anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, king of Israel, and anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat from Abel, Mehola, to succeed you as prophet. Jehu will be put to death. Any who escapes the sword of Hazael and Elisha will put to death any who escapes the sword of Jehu. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you because of your word today. We pray for your servant, Reverend Kasim. Even as he ministers, we pray for your fresh anointing upon him. We pray for utterance. We pray for a covering of the blood of Jesus. We pray for our hearts, O Lord. May they be open. We come against any destruction of the enemy that would cause us to daydream Jehovah my God and lose the word that is coming forth. In Jesus' name we pray and believe. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Kevin. And uh, each one of you, let's just greet one another like this. The Lord is good. And all the time... Okay, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Uh, those who are not here last Sunday, we devised uh, another one. It's just an alternative. You can continue with the old one. But we say that the Lord is good all the time. And all the time the Lord is good. And I am the evidence. And then you look at uh, your neighbor as you say, I am the evidence that the Lord is good. So the Lord is good. And all the time. And I am the evidence. Because the Lord has been so good. So greetings to you all, church. Those that are here, and those that are watching, um, and those that will watch later. And uh, happy blessed new year. Happy new year, and may the Lord bless you in 2021. Somebody say amen to that. And um, our theme this year, as uh, Ejijo um, pointed, 
out is seize the moment. From today all the way to uh, Christmas time, it will be seize the moment. In all our assemblies, Nairobi Baptist Church, we will be discussing the seize the moment. Um, it's based on the Apostle Paul's encouragement that we have just read um, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16, making make ev- the most of every opportunity for these days are evil. And that's what we will be reflecting upon. We'll go through the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, and I know the Holy Spirit will be working with us to understand how to seize the moment or to make the most of every opportunity. The life journey, the life journey that was in 2020 might have had moments to pull you down and to cause you doubt. Sometimes you might have wondered whether God still remembered you And some moments may have been moments of joy because of God's visible doings in your life. But there might have been other moments which were tears, moments of tears of pain when you were going through chastening and trials and some waiting that has been very long. Even as we come to the new year, there are some things you've been waiting for They were not answered. You are still waiting. Some are giving testimonies of answered prayers. But you are also here. You are also listening. That you are still waiting. And this waiting has caused tears of pain. But there are also moments when you have shed tears of joy. But we hope for the best. Praying for the best. Because in 2021, the journey continues. The journey is not stopping. Life is a journey. And therefore, uh, the title um, of our sermon today is, This journey ahead has moments. This journey ahead has moments. But whatever may come our way in 2021, which we do not know, I don't know what happens to schools. We are experimenting as as children go back to school. We don't know what happens. We don't know what happens with our companies now as they open. We don't know what happens to church and the new way of doing ministry. I do not know what happens. I did not know that one day I would be a pastor who does not visit homes. Because my the nature of my pastoral ministry personally is that I am a pastor in homes. And you do not know that because I have come during corona time and the movement is restricted and you're also not comfortable receiving uh, people coming home just like that. We do not know what 2021 comes with. But because whatever may come our way, let's join Apostle Paul in his encouragement. The most of every moment. Why? Because every day is a day of victory when we are in the hands of the Lord. I watched a movie, I can't remember the title, but there was, there, were, there was a pair of two people, one person who did not have eyes, another person who did not have uh, limbs, he did not have uh, legs, so he could not walk, but his friend could not see. And therefore the blind man was very strong, he was carrying the one who could not walk, And they went every day singing. Every day is a victory. Every day is a victory. Every heart is a victory. When we are in the hands of the Lord. And as the the man who did not have legs moved from place to place, he could only see the Lord. Because he was moving, but he did not have legs. And this guy kept moving from village to village, yet he did not know how he got there. We are in the hands of the Lord. Whatever happens in 2021, we can make the most of every moment. For a start, let's discuss Elijah's awkward moments. Because we all have awkward moments. For the old and for the youth, we have awkward moments. We have, we do have. Awkward moments. 
And we have just read the whole story, and you know the story very well. So, first, first of all, A is the story. We have the moments, Elijah's moments. He has, a, he has a, um, three moments. One, he has the moment of uh, Mount uh, Carmel, which is found in chapter 18, verse 20. Um, 18 from 20 to 46, verses 20 to 46. The moment of victory where God was visibly at work in the life of Elijah. And you remember that he has slaughtered. It is the moment of fame and power where he has slaughtered 450 prophets of Baal. He has slaughtered a bull single-handedly. A strong preacher. A strong prophet. He slaughtered. Nobody else was allowed to slaughter. He slaughtered alone. You know, Jijo, these days, if you slaughter a goat, it's a lot of work. Actually, it's to slaughter a goat for Christmas. Alone. Alone. Everything. You, you finish. You want to go and sit somewhere. You don't want to be disturbed. This guy slaughtered a whole, you know, alone. Strong. Physically strong in the spirit. It was a moment of fame and power. Word went everywhere. There is a mighty prophet called the prophet Elijah. Even the king and the king's wife, the queen, they knew there is a prophet in Israel called the prophet Elijah. It was a moment of fire because God became the consuming fire in the history of Israel. But there is also the moment of resurrection. In chapter 17, verses 17 to 24, he had moments of flying above ordinaries. You remember, he was giving life. He gives life to a son, a dead son. He speaks life to him, and he receives breath. A dead person receives life. (laughs) If one of us does here, you will leave this church and become the mightiest prophet in Kenya. In fact, not even in Kenya. You will actually brand yourself for East Africa. And soon you'll find that East Africa is too small for you. If you can breathe light. <laughs> May the Lord um, continue to restrain us and pour enough uh, power in us, but not too much that we cannot handle, even as pastors, that we shall find Ongata Rongai too small church to do this, or probably just expand the church to go down the river, because people are coming, bringing their dead, instead of taking them to the mortuary. He was a great man with a moment of resurrection, the moment of mighty faith, and the moment of moving forth. He was moving forth because it was a moment of power. But there comes another moment of Mount Horeb, which now we are studying today. The moment of Mount Horeb. It was a moment of threats from the queen. So we begin the verses here that Ahab, when untold his wife, the fierce, feared wife, what he has done, that he has slaughtered all the prophets who used to entertain you. And now they are dead. And only Elijah is now recognized, the God of Israel. Then so that uh, they silence that fire, the queen sends a word, Elijah. Elijah, you can, you, can clo- you can slaughter 450, but not this woman. You know who I am? Jezebel? Me? This word is from Jezebel. Tomorrow, at this time, if you will not be dead, and if your head will not be uh, the meat for the vultures in the streets, then you know that I'm not Jezebel. Elijah knew who Jezebel was. She is not a joke. Uh, Jezebel is also mentioned in uh, Revelation. The spirit of Jezebel, the spirit of destruction, she was a professional destroyer. It was a moment of threats and alliances against Elijah. It was a moment of fear. It was a moment of self, low self-esteem. It was a moment of burnout and depression. So Elijah was already overwhelmed. He has been tired. Yesterday he was tired, slaughtering a big bull. After that, he was busy talking to people. He was busy. 
thirsty, remembering what the Lord has done. And then, before he can sleep, he is told tomorrow morning, your life is gone and your head is in the streets. It was a moment to desire death and to feel unworthy. There are moments you will get married and there are moments you will desire to get out of marriage. There are moments you get a job and there are moments you desire to get a replacement job. There are moments you get a good job and a good car, even a company car. But there are moments you will be threatened by people in that job. You will desire to get a smaller job, quarter of the salary, but peaceful with your head. This life is a life is a journey. And there are moments, awkward moments. There are moments you are the darling of the community. There are moments that you are around high demand. Everybody is looking for you. But there are moments you are looking for people. People don't remember you. Uh. There are moments of great energy when you are a young man and you are Afro. Moments shall come. There will be no single hair on your head. There are moments you can dance for the Lord. There are moments you will only shake like this. There are moments to be happy. Moments to be sad. Moments of tears of joy. Moments of tears of pain. Please, don't dwell on just one moment. Life is a life of victory and defeat. Today you are on a mountain of victory. Tomorrow you are on the valley of defeat. Today, you are this. Tomorrow, you are that. But in verse 1 and 4 now, as we analyze this, we see Elijah, Elijah fly, fly, uh, fleeing from Jezebel. He is accompanied by his servant. Towards the end, I'll give you some skills, some, the moments in, in three days, of course. So keep waiting. Let me, let me do the introduction and the story to set the, the momentum. Then I'll send you home with three Ds towards the end. But Elijah is in here, accompanied by a servant, and he gets to Beersheba in Judah. And Beersheba is a godly, a godly spot where no enemy should reach. Here, Jezebel cannot reach, yet Elijah is still running away. He is still afraid. Although he has gone to a place called Beersheba. There is like uh, where there is a country in the world where if you have stolen, I, I used to hear, not, not anymore, that you could go there and nobody can touch your money. But not anymore. Beersheba. Yet he is still afraid. He leaves, so he leaves his servant there and goes to the desert again. Wait, why can't he just stay there? It's Beersheba. He decides to go beyond Beersheba. And there has been a discussion here, and I want to ask you this question. Do you think, do you think that uh, Elijah was on a suicide mission as he went beyond Beersheba to the desert? Because the desert meant death. The desert had no water, had no food. There were no people. It's just a wilderness. So as he goes to the wilderness... And he leaves his servant who should go with him so that he can send him, you know, to go and fetch water. So what do you think was happening? Was he on a suicide mission? Or was he going for a meeting with God? So what mission was it? I want to leave it to you. It is still a discussion, a lot of writings, a lot of articles, you know, Bible scholars explaining and drawing and drawing from history. But we realize that of the three most famous people, Abraham, Moses, and Elijah, tend to have this kind of a pattern. You find yourself leaving the place where there is comfort and going to another in very difficult circumstances. Places of tears and pain. Abraham leaves his home. He goes to a place where he, has a, he finds a rocky soil where there nothing can grow. But we also find Moses going to Egypt, I mean going to the desert, to the wilderness, where nothing good can come from. 
Even Elijah here is fleeing to the desert beyond Beersheba where no life is found. And it is not, the list is not there. After that, there comes Abednego. After that, there comes my sister. There comes my brother. You put yourself there. This life has been a life of fleeing. Not necessarily fleeing, running away, but a life of retreating. A life of spiritual retreat. Running away. There are Elijahs right now in the wilderness. People who left ministry. They left ministry because they were threatened by Jezebel. They are, you used to be in the music ministry. You even sing better than the ones who are singing in Nongataronga in Iroh Baptist Church. But it's okay. You can keep your voice there. Those who are there shall be strengthened. They shall be perfected because the Lord shall use stones if you do not sing for him. There are those who used to be leaders in the ministry. Those who can lead the youth better. If you woke up and led the youth better, Nairobi Baptist Church of Gatarongai will do better. We will become a youth-led church. But because you are running away beyond Beersheba, many things are not going right. Some of you have retreated in ministry. And you want others to take over? Running away. The list from Abraham to Moses to Elijah to you. There are pastors right now in congregations. They stopped doing ministry. They ran away. And they are telling God, Lord, I'm sorry I, I, I put myself to be a pastor. I have discovered I was not supposed to be a pastor. It was too much. The others are better. This is what Elijah did. He went to the desert. But God made a bed for him while he was defeated. God made a bed for this defeated prophet and a pillow. Of course, these are not the nice pillows. Uh, my, my guys who are sm smaller, there are no beds and pillows. The bed I'm talking about is a shade and some stones. If you put your head there, you can't. But God made it so comfortable that Elijah slept on a pillow of a stone. Even in our worst failure, God has a place for us. Please turn to a neighbor. Please everybody turn to a neighbor and say, even in our worst failure, God has a, plus, a, a plan for us, a place for us. Please tell someone and turn to another and just, just tell them. Somebody needs to be reminded. Even during our worst failure, God has a, plus, a place for us. When we look at verses 5 to, to 14, we see the dialogue with God. Elijah is telling God, enough, enough suffering this journey has had. Take this neck, not Jezebel. Okay? Do you hear what I'm saying? You see, Jezebel wants the neck. Jezebel is chasing Elijah for the neck. So, some people say Elijah ran so that he does not give the neck to Jezebel. God, you better have the neck. So, when God was talking to him, he told God, please, take me. Take me so that it is not Jezebel who takes my neck. I cannot give, at, at tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning, my neck in the streets, no. My neck, of course, is not there anymore. I'm already threatened. I'm already burned out. But my neck be with the Lord. So, he went and said, Lord, let me die. But I think this is a holy flight. I suggest that this is a holy flight of a holy man. That even a holy man, in his worst, in his worst, he says nice things. We have a cousin, we have a cousin in our, in our my, my family of origin. There is a cousin who I am told, my father told, that cousin of mine is actually like 35 years older than us. So he's, he's, he's really an, an aged man. And I am told that he has never insulted even a goat. A goat. You know, those who have uh, looked after goats and cows, you know how many times we insult them. Because they are very naughty. Very notorious. Running to people's chambers. So you have to call the name you, whatever you can say. You, but this cousin of mine has never uttered a word. The worst. The worst, he said, I'm told. You, goat. That's all. He's a, 
He is regarded to be a holy cousin. He never, he is never annoyed with you. He has never insulted anybody, even the dogs and even the goats and the cows. I think when you live a holy life, the worst that can come out of your mouth is better than the best from unholy men. Elijah is has a has a holy flight, running away to give God the neck. But angels, so we see Elijah telling God something. Then we see angels telling Elijah something. What do the angels tell him? Get up and eat. Because God provided a meal. Even during his desperation. He told him, get up and eat. Because the journey might be too much for you. God knows the journey that is ahead of us. This is why we have the title, this journey ahead has moments. After that, after eating, Elijah was able to go for 40 days journey on his way to Mount Horeb, which is called the mountain of God. And God was asking him some questions. He was asking him one question repeatedly. What are you doing here? And we hear Elijah beating about the bush. He does not answer. What are you doing here? He has no answer. He says, you know, Lord, I have been zealous for you. I have been faithful, except these other prophets, you know. I have been... He shows him and says, get out and stand. Elijah, what are you doing here? You know, he expected because Elijah is sleeping under the tree, he can have excuses. But even when he told him to get out of that, and he is in the presence of God... He asked him, Elijah, what are you doing here? He repeats the same thing. I have been zealous. I have been passionate for you. I have been busy with your work. He should just have said, I am hiding. I am afraid. I am running. And the Lord is still asking Abednego. The Lord is still asking you. He's still asking you, what are you doing there? You once accepted the Lord. And you were filled with the Holy Spirit. And you were filled with power to pray. You were once an intercessor. The family depended upon you. And now you are no longer there. Where are you and what are you doing? What are you doing there? Lord, you know what? Eh? I have been very zealous, but you know the people. The people, the churches. There is nobody in the church that is holy. Do you know God, even the pastors and the bishops? Eh? What I'm telling you, God. What are you doing there? You have too many stories. Why you are not involved in ministry? Why you are not involved in prayer? Why you are not walking in holiness anymore? You have very many stories. Elijah had stories. You know, Lord. You know, Lord. But then God tells Elijah two things. Go stand. Go stand. And the other one was, go back to your work. Those are the two things that are very important that we finish with. Go stand out. Number two, go back to work. When he told him to go and stand out, there, was, there were three things. There was wind. And there was earthquake. One instance, there was fire. But God was not found in those. Go stand out so that I may meet you. So there came a wind. But there was no. There were other moments in life there has been wind and God has manifested himself through a wind. Like the wind of the Pentecost. The mighty wind of the Pentecost. That God was found. The Holy Spirit was found through the wind of the Pentecost. But this time for Elijah, God was not found in the wind. Then there was earthquake. God has manifested himself through earthquakes. Like Paul and Silas. When they are praying, there was earthquake. The earth shook. And the doors opened. Because God was present through the earthquakes. But this time of Elijah, God wasn't found there. Then there was a fire. And there are moments that Elijah had experienced. In fact, he's called the prophet of fire. Because there was fire in his ministry. Fire consuming cows and offerings. 
fire when people were running after him. And he told them, you know what? I am very busy with the Lord. In fact, I am not coming. And he called upon the God of heaven and there was fire that consumed them. But this time, God is not found in the fire. Then, the other one, the last thing is that God restored Elijah. There was a soft whisper. There was a soft whisper. A refined, least audible voice that spoke out there. God speaks through circumstances and through word, the word of God, and through people, sometimes through people speaking to you that you do not know. God has spoken through the church. God has spoken through the church. This year, last year, I felt a little bit new in the church. And I felt like nobody knew me. But something happened. Something happened that the whole church, not just Nairobi Baptist Church, but the church in Kenya, the church in Africa, the church all over, I experienced love and I knew that God was telling me, I still love you. God speaks through the church. God speaks through circumstances. God speaks through the word of God. But many times, he doesn't do that visibly. He speaks very in a very soft whisper. And he said what? Go return to work. Go where you left. Start where you left. If you can, just look at somebody and tell them, go back to work. Please, 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 please just do that. Don't find it a lot of work. Just turn and tell someone, go back to work. Now, of course, when we are telling you that we don't know what to work, God has for you. But I finish with that. Go back to work because... And Elijah returned. When he returned, this word, the, the, the gentle whisper, go back to work. This is exactly what I'm telling you. Please go back to work. 2020 is over. In 2021, as we seize every moment, go back to work. Go back to the work, which work? Of prayer. Very soon in this church, we shall introduce a prayer session. Over the weekends, just looking for one time, for most likely on Saturdays, that people, because we have a large field, that people will come for one hour, a prayer walk, we will be praying. You will not be with anybody. Just pray. Prayer and prayer and tears. Even as we cry for the country. As we cry for destitute children. As we cry for salvation. Even for the kingdom of God. As we speak against those that are satanic prayers. Intercessors. Satanic. Demonic intercessors are praying. We are going to begin in prayer. I know that at one point in your life you are an intercessor. And you relax. You hiding Elijah. What are you doing there? You know, you know, you know. What are you doing there? You know the church, the church. What are you doing now? In this church, there is no youth who is born again. In this church, you know, women don't love one another. You hiding Elijah, go back to work. If you don't go back to work, we will continue working. We will get tired. Even if we have to be admitted in hospitals, we will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. Those that are a few that will walk, walk, will serve the Lord, continue working. Those that are hiding like Elijah, if they don't wake up, continue working. If you are admitted, the Lord shall pay the bills. But in this journey, the reason that you go back to work is because of the three Ds. One, despair, disaster, and destiny. These are the three Ds you go home with. The three Ds, they, uh, we begin with disaster, then we go to despair, and then we go to disaster. That's the summary of the story of the awkward moments of Elijah. First of all, this journey in 2021 may be a journey leading to a disaster. I do not know, I'm not prophesying disaster. But the journey is a long journey. It might lead to a disaster. It might be le leading to a disaster because it might be leading to a point beyond Beersheba. It might lead to loneliness you never know. We do not know what comes this, this year. It might lead to a burnout. Even a depression may strike. 
like Elijah. It came to Elijah. It came to Jesus. Why not to you? It can. It doesn't have to. I pray that it doesn't have to. But it can. This journey can can lead to a disaster. A song of enough like Elijah may come handy. When Elijah went to the Lord and said, enough, enough, Lord. Enough, Lord. I am a failure. Why am I the last one in class? Why? Why only this year? The other years have been good enough, Lord, enough. Why am I becoming so lazy? Why is my marriage turning out like this? Why is my business? Maybe. I pray that it doesn't. But this journey, just to tell you the truth, sometimes it leads to disaster. Elijah sang the song in his journey. The song in, during disaster. Number two, this journey may lead, even lead to a despair. So I am preparing you only for the worst. And in the coming Sundays, we prepare you even for the best. But it is a better thing to, do, to lay a foundation of even the worst so that you know that is the worst that you can go. And therefore you are safe. If that is the worst, then you're okay. So the journey that leads to a disaster may be a journey that leads to a despair. But that despair is an encounter with God. Elijah was despaired. He despaired in his life. At his lowest point of desert, Elijah met with God. He had a dialogue with God. This dark season may only be, and may be only be isolating you for an encounter. If you are a former servant of the Lord, if you have been a servant of the Lord in worship, in coming to church, in coming and doing things, and you stopped, and you feel lonely, and it is a dark season, Maybe sickness, maybe a season of uh, being very broke, and many things have gone wrong. It has been a very bad year for me and my family. This is the year we have walked and walked. The car refused the whole year. I think we have driven for only one month, a total of uh, 31 days the whole year. And the other years I've had to, to borrow cars, and it is very hard to borrow a car. And sometimes you have to hide. I remember with my family, <laughs> hiding, uh, making sure that everybody goes so that we can walk and look for a matatu so that people don't see us, all of us, and you know we are not very few, uh, looking for a matatu. And uh, other times, uh, you know, asking for a tuk-tuk, you know, to come. But then as the tuk-tuk was coming, several people were driving out very nice cars. And therefore we feared that uh, this is not a nice thing, you know, for a pastor's family. But it wasn't a very good year. For us, the car refuses. Health refuses. Nice things may refuse. But this dark season may only be isolating you for an encounter. Lastly, this, la this journey will not just bring bad things, will not just bring despair, will not just bring disaster, it may bring a destiny. Praise the Lord. This journey may be leading to a destiny. Elijah did not plan, but he headed to Mount Horeb. He was running away from uh, Jezebel. Jezebel were never going to touch the mighty servant of the Lord. Who was Jezebel? She was just a scarecrow. So that Elijah does not remain there. So that Elijah goes to where God is planning him to go. There are very many moments that they, they, they scare you at your place of work. But they are scaring you so that you can go to the next level. Sometimes they might have to, to, to chase you from where you work. But it is okay. Sometimes you might have to be chased from the school so that you may meet with your destiny. Sometimes bad things happen. So that the Lord can turn you to your destiny. I always keep saying. How my environment. My working environment. Was turned to a disaster. I had to resign. Within two hours I resigned. I resigned. Not going where I was going. And as I resigned. I was my, on my way to Mombasa. I feared the city. 
where there was disaster. And I went to Mombasa only to find a wife. And that's where I found my wife and my family. This road, this journey may be leading to a destiny. The road, the journey of tears of pain. Don't you worry. They might be leading to a destiny. Even this corona and closure of businesses and the tears and everything that has happened, it may be moving towards a great destiny. Even the church doing preaching the right way. Now you don't just preach any sermon you want. You wake up and read a verse. No. People shall move from church to church online. They largely listen to many other preachers. Preacher, corona has come so that you up your game. Corona has come to lead us. Actually, Kenya is technological. My mother, who never went to school, now she knows how to do things. She actually asked a worker to take a photo of the house and send to me. How does my mother know that you can actually take a screenshot and send to me? This corona may lead to a great destiny. Despite the pains, this journey. Be encouraged. In defeat, Elijah, lonely and worried, Elijah ended up anointing predecessor, so his, his successor. He actually went down there, just beyond the desert, when he came out, there was Elijah, a man plowing, waiting to be anointed. And there was no anointing if Jezebel had not scared him. Jezebel scared this man so that I can achieve my purpose. Because beyond there, there is Elijah, Elisha, waiting for you to be, an, to, to be anointed. And Elijah goes anointing priests, anointing prophets. Because after Elisha, there will be other anointings that stem from the anointing of a defeated prophet. This journey was leading to a destiny because Elijah, as you have read, went anointing kings. He went to anoint who? King Jehu. The defeated, the defeated, the cowardly prophet has gone anointing. He went into a new ministry. Not the ministry of slaughtering prophets, but the ministry of anointing and anointing and establishing greater kingdom impacts. Actually, the Bible, uh, in verse 19, 18, he actually went conquering with God. And he said, whatever Jehu does not slaughter, Elisha shall slaughter. Whatever Elisha does not slaughter, I will slaughter. Therefore, establish he went conquering with God. In conclusion, this journey ahead has moments, seize them. I'm inviting my part of my family uh, just to come and help me uh, sing here a song uh, together with us, just to lead us in a chorus that you already know. Because this journey, this journey has moments, we must seize them. We must follow the captain. Because the captain of this life knows where we are going. We'll be singing the song, all of us, that you can actually stand up if you can. There is a song, Tender Mujiza. This morning we had a meeting, a prayer meeting in the house with my family. And we were asking, what is this one thing? That the Lord, only the Lord can do. I listened to very many things. Each one of us had something. We agreed on one thing as a family. But we also agreed on one thing for each one of us. Even as we sing this song, Tenda Mujiza. Usiwache bwana mwaka uupite. Yesu Tenda Mujiza. What is one thing that you desire this year? What is one thing? As we sing this song, this is your song. The Lord will do it. Give unto the Lord. Yes, you take the Jesus. Take the Yes, you take Yes, you take 
one thing before the Lord. Therefore, Lord, in all humility, exercising the authority you've given unto us, you've said, whatsoever we desire, if we pray and believe, we receive. We have prayed it over and over again, but we stand in your sanctuary this morning. Ah, the first Sunday of the year, Trusting you for this one thing in 2021. Lord, will you not revive us again? Lord, revive us with this one thing. Nothing is too hard for you, Lord. These things that we pray are too small for you, Lord. What is impossible with you, God? You know how to move mountains, Lord. You know how to stop the mighty waves of the sea. Lord, you are a wonder-working God. You are a miracle-working God. We have no doubt that, Lord, you can do it. We ask only one thing that we have lifted before the Lord. These hands that are lifted, including mine. I know what I'm trusting you, God. Father, I pray 
for an answer. Father, I pray for tears of joy. Father, I pray for a testimony of victory. Father, I intercede even as I call out those things that are not there. As I speak vehicles that are not there. As I speak healing that is not there. As we call about the successes that are not there. Dear Lord, you are the one who has given us authority to call things that are not there. And we call those things that are not there. By faith, receiving, now receiving, this year that we ask you in humility, totally trusting, because you know we desire. We pray this morning, this early, without a doubt. Father, as many as have no doubt, as many are lifting these hands, totally confident that you will do, as many as trust in your name, may they receive. May they, these, these hands, may they be answers, which I declare by faith in the name of God, who is the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. May the Lord bless you, dear ones, on Monday. May the Lord be with you on Tuesday. May the Lord protect you on Wednesday. May the Lord favor you even on Thursday. May the Lord give you tears of joy on Friday. May the Lord wipe your tears of pain on Saturday. May the Lord give you the joy of Sunday. May health and open doors be your portion. May the Lord give you the power of the Holy Spirit to do exploits this year. May the Lord wake you up. May the Lord recall you again like Elijah. May the Lord call you back to work and give you the grace to serve him again. May the Lord welcome you again into that power, the, the ministry of power that you once had. May the Holy fill you with the Holy Spirit. May the Lord fill you with the Holy Spirit. May you receive the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. May Holy Spirit fill you. May Holy Spirit fill you. May Holy Spirit fill you. May you be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. May the Holy Spirit fill you. May the Holy Spirit fill your family in the name of Jesus Christ. May the presence of the Holy Spirit walk with you. May the Holy Spirit walk with you. May the Holy Spirit walk with you. May you experience victory. May you be called a victor, a child of the Most High. May the year not end with tears of pain. May the year end with tons of tears of joy. May you call the beloved of the Lord. May the Lord lift you in the presence of your enemies. May the Lord set a table before you in the presence of your enemies. May the Lord make them know that he is your savior. May the Lord come back to you when you have come back to him. May you come back to the Lord in the name of God who is the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's give a clap unto the Lord. Uh, let's uh, turn to one another and share the grace of the Lord and, you know, exit uh, observing social distance. So now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus.